Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Learning to honor the past while turning toward the future. Today on Chatterbox Audio Theater. Hi everyone, this is Bob Arnold, Executive Director of Chatterbox Audio Theater. Welcome back to the podcast. A few weeks ago, we introduced you to Mary Hollis in Bowdoin and her decision to reconnect with her fellow survivors. So if you have not heard part one of The Warriors, be sure to start there before you listen to this release, uh, because today we are bringing you the conclusion of this powerful drama. I'll be back after the show for a preview of next month's release. For now, enjoy part two of The Warriors. Chatterbox Audio Theatre presents The Warriors by Evan Linder, conceived by Mary Hollis and Bowden, Part 2. I was a freshman at Memphis. This was, Jesus, six years ago. I'm in class and my professor wheeled in big canvases for us to start on. And I start dumping paint onto this thing, the thickest, blackest paint I could find. And I just started layering it. The paint on the thing was so thick that you could just see it coming off of the canvas. People kept complimenting me and I started feeling really good about it. And that week, my professor asked me to stay after class and told me he wanted to hang it up. It wasn't even done yet. Now, pieces by freshmen were not hung in the main hallway. I told him, there are some juniors in my art history class who are going to hate me forever if you hang up one of my paintings. And he said, just tell them you're a better artist than they are. So for the first time, I felt like, yeah, I can do this. I can paint. I had spent the entire semester doing still lifes, fruit bowls, and shit like that. But now I had started something really good. So my buddy and I, we sneak in the night they hang it up. We go in and we make our way through the hallway and the hallway doors slam behind us and there it was under a single spotlight. I had been staring at it for weeks and I'd never realized what I'd painted. 
In all the compliments and ego, I'd never thought about the image I'd actually painted on the canvas. A single black bird flying out of a tree. It was my only clear memory from the shooting. After we heard the pops on the playground, I looked over into the woods and suddenly saw a black bird burst out of the tree. And, and everything else was chaos. But the first thing I saw was that bird. And every night I'd think about it flying out of that tree and it's like it played on repeat in my head for months, years, but I'd forgotten it somehow. And now, standing in this hallway, looking up at the giant canvas, there it was again. I felt like an idiot. I felt like, how could I do this to myself? I mean, I couldn't talk about it, but somehow there it was, up on the wall, and I couldn't get it down now. And then I thought, people are going to want to know what it's about. I wanted to rip it off the wall. And my friend who was with me, who didn't know a thing about art, but he was just really pumped for me. You know, this is huge, man. This is awesome. I thought the painting was something new that was coming from me, but it wasn't. I was just painting my past. I couldn't get away from it. It occurred to me that my professor, he'd known. I don't know if he'd looked at a transcript or what, but somehow he knew where I was from and where I'd gone to school. He knew what had happened to me. And that was why a freshman was getting a painting hung up in the main hallway. Oh, wow, we've got some real-life victim art. Let's get that up on the wall. And it's that same condescension, that same pity. That's all I got from your email. For the rest of the year, I went back to painting fruit. So J.C. Stone doesn't want to talk to you. Who cares? He barely talked to anyone anyway when he was here. I know, Camille, but he just seemed really hurt. Like he's hurt that I reached out to everyone. He doesn't want to be a part of a group with us. So what? You can't let a teaspoon of horse shit ruin the whole gallon of ice cream. A teaspoon of horse shit would ruin a gallon of ice cream. But look at us. We're sharing. That's healthy. It's not healthy what he is doing. He just sounded really unhappy. Well, he probably is. Let's go somewhere. Let's go, like, do something. You want to go shopping or something? Do you want to go out to Westside? Little field trip to the playground? No, I don't want to do that at all. I think it might be good for us, you know? Go out and take a look around, see the playground. I haven't been by that campus since I was like 16. I really don't want to do that, Camille. It wouldn't be as bad as you think it's going to be. I go out there a lot. With who? The girls in my prayer group. I went with my mom a few weeks ago. Whenever someone, like a family member or something, comes in town, I always take them out there. Why? Why do people go to see Ground Zero when they go to New York? They want to see where it went down. I want to show people where this happened to me. Nobody wants to see that, Camille. I mean, of course no one is going to say no to your face, but why do you think they'd be interested in seeing... It's what happened. It's who I am. I take my boys out there, too. They play on the swing set. I'm sorry, Mary Hollis, but forgetting the past is not how I deal with my life. I can't move forward pretending that nothing happened to us. Did you think all of us would just be happy and healed and over it? I don't know. So where do you want to go? Shopping? We'll have to drive by the campus to do that. You want to just run some errands, go to the post office? Andrew Golden's parents still work there. We might run into him. Would that be okay with you? No, not at all. I'm so glad you reached out to me. Okay? I've loved spending time with you. 
But a big part of my life is letting people know what happened to us because I lived through it. And some people didn't. And I've just never found a good way to talk about it to other people. So I don't. Well, you don't have to, do you? You're nine hours away. You don't see other Westsiders when you go shopping or at church. You left. I know, and then it feels like I have this huge secret that I don't want to share with anyone. But you started emailing us. To talk about us, though, I don't want to just have to remember the shooting. I would love to have you up for Thanksgiving. I want us to be close. But why? Because I said it on the radio. So that makes it good? No, of course not. Our 10-year reunion is going to be a fucking blast, isn't it? I'm planning it, so yes, it will be. Couple more years. Look, I can't speak for you. For me, it's important having people who can understand you. And then if enough people understand, it's easier to get the rest of the world to. Understand what? That it doesn't go away. We still deal with it every day. And the rest of it. I'm so sorry, Camille. What's wrong? You're late. Do you want flowers ordered for your wedding or what? You know I'm student teaching at Valley View right now. I know, you told me. That's great. And my teacher I'm paired with has the flu or something. Anyway, I had to substitute today. I was in charge of the whole class. Okay. The fire alarm started going off while I was teaching. Oh my lord, honey. We were watching a video and the alarm started blaring and I couldn't even press pause. I was holding the remote and I couldn't even bring myself to stop the video. I just sat there. In front of all my kids. I just... I couldn't even move. After about 30 seconds, one of the little girls asked me, Should we line up? And my first instinct was to block the door and not let anyone go. Oh, Danny. And then she asked me again, Shouldn't we go outside? And I just nodded yes. I let her lead them all out. They didn't tell you there was going to be a drill? It wasn't a drill. Some kid pulled the alarm. What? Fifth grader. He'd been sent to the principal's office. He pulled it on his way down the hallway. What in the world was he thinking? They said he has anger issues. The teacher said he was so mad when she sent him to the principal, she stood at the door and watched him. He walked down the hallway, he started banging a locker, and then he just ran over to it. Pulled it. What a little shit. I hope they expelled him. Suspension. Two days. I'm supposed to go back tomorrow. I just don't know if I can. No, I'm psycho student teacher lady. Loses her shit in front of everybody. Did none of the teachers see you? They saw me. They didn't know what to do either. Had one lady come over. You okay? That's all I got. What is wrong with people? I should have prepared myself better. You're studying to be a teacher. You should prepare yourself for fire drills. When we got back in the classroom, I just started the movie back up. Sat in the back of the class. Those poor kids... They were so confused. Hey, you got the worst day you will ever have as a teacher done with. It's over. That's a silver lining. You know how they say people who can't do teach? Danny. I can't even teach. Yes, you can. You're smart. Let me teach you how to be a little bossier and you'll be amazing. I know this is terrible. I'm sorry I made you come out here today, but can we do this tomorrow? Oh, Danny. There's so much to do. Too much to do. I know. I mean... I understand, obviously, but... Four, tomorrow. And I won't make you drive all the way out here either. I'll come to you. I can swing it. 
but it might be a long night tomorrow night. If I don't have everything to the florist and the printer first thing on Wednesday. I know. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Come here. Danny. Logan? I- I'm not telling him what happened today. Please, please don't bring it up. That's completely your call. I'm not saying a word. Hey, you. Hey. You're catching me on my way out. Well, don't let me scare you off. Oh, you don't scare me. I thought this was the big meeting tonight. I know. I was an, an idiot and left all the samples at my place. We're rescheduling until tomorrow. Bye, Camille. Bye, girl. Love you. Love you. Sorry about the samples. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, you. Hey, you. How was it? Great. Exhausting. But great. (laughs) I had to stay later to do some paperwork and stuff. That's why I called you. Made more sense for my mom to pick me up. Fine by me. Do you mind if we just order some pizza tonight? Really? Yeah. It was just... Long day. I've actually kind of had a down afternoon. Oh, yeah? I'm sorry, sweetie. I love you. I love you. Is there anything I can do? Would you mind staying over tonight? Seriously. I'd really like it if you would. I, Danny... Your dad drives by here at 6 a.m. on his way to work. If he sees my truck out there, he will march inside and he will shoot. (laughs) He will kick me in the head. We can set an alarm. Okay. 4 a.m., though. That gives us two hours leeway. Two hours. That's how scared of your dad I am. Two hours. Two hours. (laughs) Pretty soon here, we're not going to need an alarm. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. You knew what she meant when she said down day. Well, yeah. I mean, I I didn't know what had happened. She didn't tell me for a while about the fire drill, but yeah, we, we both know what down day means. It meant we weren't going out for dinner. Are there a lot of down days? Not as many as there used to be, but we're always there for each other. I guess that's kind of the point of marriage. That must be nice. Must feel really safe. Most of the time. I worry about her, though. Sometimes I think she'd be better off... With someone who wasn't a warrior? Well, yeah. Maybe so. No, I don't think that's true. I've never been able to explain down days to people. I thought it was just me. We we don't even have to say down day to each other anymore. Now Now it's just a look. Let me see. What? I don't have anyone to give a look to. I want to see what they look like. (laughs) Well, uh... Danny's is something like this. I like it. What's yours? My down day look? Yeah. (laughs) Well, something like this. And Danny thinks you're cute when you do things like that? Most of the time. Keep her. I'm planning on it. You two work, Logan. I know. Do we work? I think we're working. I think we're working, too. When are you coming back? Next week. How are things up there? Well, let's see. Oh, I ran into a friend from high school today. I had no clue he was even up here. We just sat next to each other on the brown line. Crazy. Yeah, it was uh, really awkward, actually. We said, hi, where do you work? How long have you been in Chicago? I was all in about two stops. Then we had like six more stops to go. And you were stuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't just move to another seat. You have to ride it out until somebody gets to their stop. 
And there kept being these 15-second gaps of just awful silence until one of us said something. Were you two good friends? Yeah, we had been, but still, nothing to say. Well, don't worry about it. Even if you'd both been shot at together, you still might not have anything to say to each other. I'm sorry. I don't know why I always do that. I try to make jokes about it, and they never land, and they make people so uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. Thanks for checking in with me. Of course. I'm sorry I hadn't sooner. Can I meet them? I'm not sure. What do you mean? I'm not quite sure how that would happen. Are you shitting with me? You said you were going to invite them up here. I want to, I just... For Thanksgiving, you said! Jeff, I, I gotta go. Invite them up here! Alright, thanks Jeff, bye now! It's open. Hi. Sorry. I probably should have called first. No, it's fine. What are you doing in Jonesboro? It's my mom's birthday. I'm just here for the weekend. I'm driving back tomorrow. I was an asshole to you. No, JC, you weren't. Everything you said to me Just let me talk. I want to talk. Okay. You wanted to know how I was, so I'm going to tell you. I feel awful. I've felt like shit every day since I was 12. Haven't you? Not all the time. I do. All the time. There's pockets of being okay, but that's only when I'm at school. JC, you don't have to tell me all this. I get it. I shouldn't have sent that email to everyone. Who else am I going to talk to? I don't talk to anyone about anything. Whenever I feel like someone might know that I'm from Jonesboro, or if they know what happened to me, I don't know. I just want to scream and run away. Well, please don't run away or scream. (laughs) I'm really glad you're here. I'm going to need you for this. Where are we going? Camille's. Yeah, I I don't know about that. Come on, I need you there. This isn't like one of her prayer groups or anything, is it? It'll be fine. But what's it going to be? A big old victim party? We were victims, though, JC. We are. It might not be pleasant to say. We may not like it. But we can't ignore it because we don't like the label. But as soon as someone knows, they just want to know more and more and more. It's only natural that people want to know, though. Yeah, but it's the way they ask you. So you were there? You were actually there? Like they don't believe you or something. You're okay talking about this, right? Um, yeah. Y- yeah, I'm I'm fine talking about it. Like, how close were you? How close were you to people being shot at? I was pretty goddamn close, okay? Okay, good. Because it only really counts if you were right there. I want to know that you actually saw bullets flying past you. Because otherwise, it completely invalidates your experience. That's why I can't talk about it. I wasn't there. All of you went through it. I didn't. Yes, you did. Not the same. I just had to deal with death. Y'all were forced to watch it happen. It's it's like we said. People want to know how close you were to it. And how big it was. Here's my favorite. Now, your school shooting wasn't near as bad as Columbine's, was it? Oh, no. Ours was the pleasant school shooting. Columbine, though. Can you imagine the name of your school just being synonymous with death? But Camille, our whole town was branded, though. Nobody says Westside Middle. Our school shooting was Jonesboro. Jonesboro, Paducah, Pearl. All the southern towns are just shootings now. So it would have made you feel better if we were the Westside school shooting instead? No, it's not that. One isn't worse than the other. It's just that they got to decide what our story was going to be. Who's they? CNN, whoever. We weren't just some random school like Columbine. Some aberration. (laughs) Nope. We were a podunk town with too many guns. And that made it bound to happen. 
You don't feel that way, do you? Would you care if I did? Yeah, I would. I love this town. We're starting a family here. You're starting a family? Yeah, I knocked her up. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Really. Yeah, it's about time, too. Camille, stop it. What? Everyone was saying it. Seriously. Everyone thought we were having trouble because we waited four years. We had friends recommending fertility specialists, I swear to God. And I thought, why is it so hard to believe that we might not want kids? Why would we want to bring them into this? Why are you? Because I've always wanted to be a mom. Even more than being a teacher, I'd always wanted to be a mom first. Logan had always said that he wanted kids, and I thought, if we didn't follow through with it, then Andrew and Mitchell would have won somehow. I know. Silly. I just wanted kids because my wife's good looking. I think they'll be cute. I'm sorry. I hate kids. Casey Stone, you do not. You wouldn't if you met mine. Mine are miracles. That's how I think of them. They are really adorable. Miracles. (laughs) My kids wouldn't be here if the shooting hadn't happened. I met Ted during my last physical therapy session when I was 17. He had broken his leg playing football, so there you go. The biggest blessings in my life wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the shooting. That's what comforts me about it. God really has laid out a plan for us. (sighs) Is it time for the prayer group to begin? The last time I even remember praying was in the week after the shooting. And even then, I was only doing it because it seemed to be comforting for other people. Father God, help all of us see your plan. Watch over our children. Keep them from ever having to see the things we had to see. Watch over my wife and our baby. JC, come on. No. He doesn't have to. We sang in the choir together. I was 10, and Mitchell Johnson sang in the church choir too. That's unfair. Yeah, when he was getting out of prison, remember, his mama kept telling everyone who would listen that he was going to go to seminary, become a pastor. Yeah. That worked out well for him. All I know is, when he was sent back to prison, that was an answered prayer. I celebrated. I did. We went out to dinner. Yep. It was fun. There was finally something to celebrate. I didn't think to celebrate. I thought, how unfortunate that people don't learn. I mean, for someone to be handed a second chance like that and then just blow it. I thought about Paige's mama. thought about what a relief for her that must be. That he's not out there anymore. I know. Whenever anything like this hits the news, Natalie's mom is always the first person I think of. And for it to be guns again. He's going back there because of guns. Guns and drugs. And fraud. Don't forget the fraud. You notice they never said in the news that he had just stolen a credit card. The story was always that he had stolen a disabled man's credit card. They would always add that in. Make sure you knew. Guns, drugs, and stealing from the disabled. Yeah, that'll get you thrown back in jail. (laughs) But now there's another timetable. Now we'll have to go through it all again when he gets back out. That's not for like 15 more years, though. That's almost worse. It's like torture having to wait that long. I don't want to have to suddenly drudge it all up again when I'm 40. At least the Columbine boys had the good sense to shoot themselves afterwards. Shit, Danny. They always used to tell us how brave we were whenever we talked about it. We're talking about it right now. Do you feel brave? I do big Thanksgivings up in Chicago each year. Y'all should come. I mean, just 
throwing it out there. No pressure or anything. <laughs> That'll be pretty tough with the baby and everything. Yeah, try two toddlers. Midterms. You can carpool, though, and you'll pick up JC in Memphis on your way, and he'll be so caffeinated that he can drive all night. And y'all will be so hungry when you get here. Danny will make her green beans, and JC will eat half of them on the way up. And Logan will say grace for us before we eat. And Mary Hollis will cry when we tell her our baby's name. Is what? Is Natalie. Yes, I will. (laughs) And Jeff will insist on cutting the turkey. Uh, And after dinner, Danny will get Camille to play some songs on the guitar. And after four months of lessons with me, she'll be sounding pretty great. And she'll play Dido. Joni. Celine Dion. Oh, Oh, Lord. (laughs) And Mary Hollis, after a couple of bottles of wine, will try to get us all to sign a paper declaring our intent to sue Celine Dion for emotional distress. (laughs) (laughs) And we will sign it because we'll realize we have a really good case on our hands. And then I'll have to break it to Mary Hollis that they stopped running her Captain D's commercial (laughs) during the basketball games. Mm. Because no one in the South liked going to a fast food, seafood restaurant to get their ribs. (laughs) JC will show us his new painting that he's been working on. And it'll be huge. It'll be a big black bird. Just a big black bird flying with his wings all spread out. But it's not flying away. It's flying, like, right out of the painting. And the first moment I see it, I almost let out a scream. And then I'll apologize to JC and let him know that means I like it. Yeah. Um, The assignment was we were supposed to revisit an old piece that we had already done and just, I don't know, do it again after we had a few years under our belts. And this is what happened. Oh, man. It's scary as hell. It is a little scary. That... Oh, my God, you can't look away. Look at him, y'all. He's angry. It looks like he has a score to settle or something. No, it doesn't. Look at him. He's triumphant. He looks like he just flew around the world three times and is going back for more. So, which is it? I don't know yet. All of that sounds right to me. been listening to part two of Chatterbox Audio Theater's production of The Warriors by Evan Linder, conceived by Mary Hollis and Bowden, with contributions by Sarah Gittenstein, Wes Needham, Whit Nelson, Nicole Pellegrino, and Michael Peters. Featuring Molly McDaniel as Mary Hollis, Eliza Moran as Camille, Kara McHugh as Danny, Zach Williams as J.C., 
David Hammonds as Logan, Robert Arnold as Jeff, and Morgan Baltz as The Student. Music by Davis Hanrahan. Artwork by Cody Barnhill. Produced by Eric Sefton. Assistant directed by Morgan Baltz. Directed by Leslie Barker. This is Davis Hanrahan. The mission of Chatterbox Audio Theatre is sparking imaginations through outstanding theatrical recordings. Download our shows, meet our cast and crew, and make a donation to support our work at www.chatterboxtheater.org. And that's our show. Thanks again to Evan Linder and Mary Hollis and Bowden for entrusting us with this astounding script. And thank you to Leslie Barker for coordinating such a talented cast and crew. I also want to say thanks to our newest contributor, Mike Bale. Mike enjoys the work that we do here at Chatterbox, and he expressed his appreciation for us through a donation, which, of course, helps us continue producing this podcast uh, as a labor of love. So to become a supporter like Mike, visit our website, chatterboxtheater.org. Thank you, and thanks again, Mike, for your contribution. Up next. Of arms and the man I sing, days of old, when dangers were many and nights were most bold. On Christmas Day in King Arthur's court, a monstrous stranger arrives with a bizarre proposition. You see this? It is my battle axe. Let any one of your knights, the bravest, take it in hand and swing it at me. Hoping to impress the Lady Elfinhart, the young knight Gawain offers to meet the stranger's challenge. But this decision will lead the unproven knight into a game that could very well become deadly. I can tell you that my path takes me to a place known as the Green Chapel, by the Murmuring Mere. Perhaps you have heard of it? Next month, we return to High Adventure with the Arthurian legend Gawain and the Green Knight. That's coming up in a few weeks. In the meantime, don't forget, we've got more than 48 hours of original audio theater freely available on iTunes and on our website, chatterboxtheater.org. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Chatterbox Audio Theater. Hi there. Are you a fan of all things horror? Yeah? You are? Well, in that case, find Tuesday Terrors, which is the mutual audio feed that comes out on a Tuesday, believe it or not. Shock horror, I know. But if you subscribe there, you'll find amazing horror fiction audio in your player every Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday Terrors. Subscribe to the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.